All right, welcome to the podcast. My name is Danielle Day, and I am the director of Open Up Yoga Teacher Training. And today I'd love to talk to you about starting from scratch. Starting from scratch every day. I'm so inspired every day by the potential for one's personal practice to save one's soul. And I'm a yoga teacher and I have been for quite a long time. And I'm a yoga teacher trainer. So the central preoccupation of my existence is to encourage more people to adopt yoga teaching styles that not just encourage new students, but prioritize new students. The sad irony is that the better you get in your personal practice, the more interested you become in asana and the farther away you get from mindfulness about people who are new. And every single yoga teacher under the sun is committed to doing their best through all their intentions of love and gratitude and community. And I believe in my heart that everybody who teaches yoga really wants students to have a good time. And I'm grateful that I get to practice very consistently in a facility in a manner under the direction of a teacher who really pays attention every day to the privilege of teaching. So we have an opportunity in our culture at large to figure out ways to relieve stress. We have an opportunity in our culture at large to find ways to make room for each other. We have an opportunity in our current culture at large to find ways where different people with different ideas and different backgrounds and different perspectives and different points of view and different proclivities and different bodies can engage in the same pursuit, the same practice, the same space, the same activity and the same idea for uniquely different reasons in uniquely different bodies. And most importantly, through the lens of uniquely different stories and perspectives. I wrote my book, Yoga Teaching, Teaching Yoga, A Side Hustle to Save the World, How to Live Your Yoga, Earn Your Living, and Make the World an Even Better Place, because I really do believe this is a side hustle that can save the world. We have an opportunity here in the early phases of the 21st century to unify and align together on purpose the ideas that are important to all of us. Every one of us wants to have a family, have friends, have a home, have safety, have a healthy life of purpose and promise and the ability to fulfill our own potential, as well as to encourage the potential of our children and feel like we all have a shot at meaningful and purposeful lives. And gosh, (laughs) I was born in the 60s and raised on Sesame Street, thinking about the world as a unified community. And my parents 
in their struggles through being divorced in the 80s and finding their own way, each really carved out paths for themselves in affirmation of who they were really meant to be. And my mom instilled in us a couple of values um, about keeping education a huge priority, about educating our children, and to do what you love and love what you do. So my consciousness in college in the 90s was all about becoming a social worker because I wanted to make the world a better place. And then through discovering fitness, I thought this could be the actionable, positive way I make a difference every day for people. And alongside training for marathons and Ironman triathlons, it became apparent to me that the competitive advantage was a person's mindset. And then I became very curious about yoga as a way to cross-train, heal my body, prevent injuries, as well as try hard to calm down. It's only been in the last three to four years that I've actually been able to calm down because of yoga. And my teacher inspires me every day because he has a central message to his efforts, which is we can start from scratch. We can find joy in the simple things. We can master doing the same thing over and over and over. And that finding our practice, committing to our practice and doing our practice consistently, regularly, diligently with dedication and purpose, as well as awareness and compassion, we can really feel good every day and have energy left over for our life and years left over for our dharma. I'm excited to talk to you about how to start from scratch every day. We can't heal as a nation. We can't heal as a planet. We can't heal as a species if we can't make room for each other and if we can't learn to slow down and calm down and take moments of purposeful reflection where we can decide everything is just fine as it is and notice how fine everything is and understand that no one's really in your way, they're in your life. And so my, my point here today is to talk about how do you begin? You begin by getting to know the yoga studios in your neighborhood. Climate change is a thing, so we want to understand that, yeah, you could drive a far distance to go to a studio that you feel is very special and exciting, but you really don't have to look very far to find the studio that's next to you, and I encourage you to consider locating the one that you could commit to on a regular basis. That way, you don't have to drive or expend the kind of carbon emissions that would you know, compel you to travel to something that you felt was super fancy and exciting. Start with the simple, what's next door to you? What's close to you? Number two, what time of day? I've already talked about this in a couple of previous podcasts, but again, pick the day, pick the time, and let the teacher make it right for you. If you're new to the practice, not only you're going to be new to how to do it, quote unquote, right, or do asana the way it's quote unquote supposed to be, more to the point, you're new to how you would care for your own body in the practice. And how do you do it? Every day, you start from scratch. Please consider morning classes. Six o'clock in the morning asana is a wonderful time. I know sometimes we have things in our minds like, well, I need more sleep or gosh, I have a lot to do in the morning before I go to work. And these are things, they are, they are. 
Think about a way you can coordinate with your partner if there are childcare duties and such. Think if there are ways that you could maximize your opportunity for your commute by practicing in the morning. Sometimes, you know, we have a bus to take. Sometimes we have, you know, cars to drive. And sometimes we have peak traffic times to understand and wrangle with. Is it possible for you to perhaps locate a yoga studio that's very close to your workplace that you could leave your house earlier, get to the yoga studio first, practice, and then take your shower there and then get to work? That's something to consider. Similarly, getting yourself out the door early to go to yoga class, taking care of yourself and then commuting from the yoga studio, maybe you'll be a little bit ahead of the game. Maybe the traffic isn't as busy. I encourage you to consider morning practice, not because you're a morning person. In fact, if you're not a morning person, that might just be something to understand as, well, you'll get to bed earlier if you get up earlier. You will get enough sleep naturally. A couple, three days in a row of getting up early, naturally, you're going to conk out earlier at night. Seven hours is the number that scientists correlate with the healthiest outcomes for the general population, but only you know you, and I understand that to be true. So my point is this, start from scratch every day means you go to class whether or not you want to go to class. You go to class whether or not you feel like it's the right day to go to class. Go to class whether or not you feel like your body's 100%. You show up in the physical form that you find that brought you to class today, and then you work with awareness and breathing and a gentle, bemused detachment, if at all possible. Good yoga teachers are here to help you. So when you show up to class, you know, get there a little early, right? And look your teacher in the eye and say, thank you for being here to teach my class. I know that I'm here with a lot of other people and you probably have a game plan of what you're going to offer today, but just so you know, my low back is a little bit fussy today or, you know, one of my knees is complaining again or I'm brand new and as you can see, you know, I'm I'm extra curvy and luscious uh, in a physical form that is going to need some different ideas based on what I've got going on today. Every yoga teacher under the sun really wants to understand how to help you best. So for you to come into class and say, I'm so happy to be here. Will you look out for me while you're teaching? I have got some things that I'm working with today that are different from probably other people. Friends, I'm here to tell you, and if I could say this through cupped hands, I would say it through cupped hands about 100% louder than I'm talking right now, and that is, It's our job to make it work for you. It's not your job to make it work for us, okay? And I say our like teachers. I'm speaking on behalf of my industry in saying that you don't have to look like the other people. I'm saying on behalf of my industry that you don't have to understand what's happening like the other people. And I'm saying on behalf of my industry that it's our job to help you find your way in the body that brought you to class today. Your physical form absolutely loves you. And whether or not you have different opinions and ideas based on the day about your physical form, that's that's just your physical form. It's your costume. It's your earth suit. It's something you're living in. And please, please think about how lucky you are to live in one that has two arms and two legs. Think about how happy and lucky you are to live in one that doesn't have cancer. Think of how happy and lucky you are to live in one that can physically transport you onto a yoga mat in a studio close to your house. And in whatever shape you are today, 
You put your mat down very, very consciously and very lovingly. I slow down and say this a couple of times so that you pay attention. I'm serious. You don't just walk in the door and throw your mat down and think, okay, body, I don't like you and you don't like me. Let's make this happen. (laughs) No, instead, please consider this, friends. All right, there you are. You're in your car. You've parked at the studio. You've decided you're going to go inside. Maybe you've been there before. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you know people there. Maybe you don't. But the point is this. You are a human being. And it's time for you to be welcomed and honored into a studio that cares about your well-being and welcomes you as a member of the community. No matter what you look like, no matter who you are, no matter how tall you are or anything else or how, how bendy you are or anything else, or if you're curvy like me or anything else, you matter. And it's not like showing up at any other retail environment where maybe the clerk looks at you, maybe the person offering the services really looks in your eyes and says, how are you today? Believe it, it's true. When you walk into the yoga studio, the person behind the desk is going to look you in the eyes and say, well, welcome. Oh, you're new to our community. That's great. How are you feeling head to toe? What would you like to work on today? And right away, you might be surprised. You might be feeling like, well, maybe this is disingenuous or maybe, you know, this is just their job. They're paid to say this or some very opinionated yoga teacher trainer taught them to say this. No, they care. You know, nobody goes into this job trying to just show off and be a big deal. Nobody goes into the job of teaching yoga and holding space for the transformation and healing of other people because they think they have it all figured out. Nobody's got a lock on this. And, and teachers, The big thing about us is we have experienced grace, we have experienced light, we have experienced healing through the communion with our breathing and our community, and we want to share that with you. So we're not here to judge you, we're not here to hassle you, we're not here to pick on you or make you feel self-conscious, we're here to support your efforts because all beings out there are just trying not to suffer. And we understand this is this is universal, whether you're a yoga teacher or a student, a new student, whether you're fit, whether you're new to fitness, you matter. And when you walk into the front door of a yoga studio, we, we care so much that you're here. Okay, so, so wrap your head around that first. That's going to be helpful. But yeah, get there a little early. Give yourself a moment in the car to be like, okay, the me that steps out of this vehicle is going to be materially different than the me that comes back into this car to drive away. So let's just honor the effort it took to make all the choices and decisions and, and all the steps it took to bring you to that place and say, wow, the hard work is done. I got here. Now let's have fun. And so you, you walk purposefully to the studio door and I encourage you as you're taking the steps to open that door handle, you just say, thank you. Every step you say, thank you, thank you, thank you. What are you thanking? You're thanking the gift of health for keeping you alive. You're thanking that somebody cared enough about your well-being to open a studio and maintain a studio. Cause trust me, friends, that's not a given. This is not a natural resource. This is a really big effort financially, emotionally, and spiritually. So whoever greets you behind that door, when you open it up, they care that you're there. So smile at them. Or, and if you're not a smiler, you're not very outgoing, or you're self-conscious or nervous, that's okay. Just just accept the love that's going to come at you. And then you get squared away. You know, maybe you'll sign a waiver. Maybe you'll um, make a choice about paying for a drop-in class or investing in a membership. You know what I believe? I'm serious. 
invest in a membership. You know, there's no better way to make yourself practice consistently than to make the investment, all right? This is not a ploy to take your money. This is a training tip, a pro tip, if you will. And I'm speaking from experience. I owned a studio for a few years and you know what? My practice, my personal practice completely fell apart. You know, I was so busy teaching and so busy running the business and so busy (laughs) self-medicating with food and alcohol between busy, active, professional times that I really lost that space of reflection and self-care. So what I did was I thought, all right, where do I live and what's the closest studio to me? And fortunately, I looked it up and I was like, oh yeah, there's a studio by me. And they are aligned with the traditions I am familiar with because my mentor in back in the day trained with the person who owns this facility. And I have got a couple of mutual friends who teach there, friends of friends. So I reached out to one of the friends of friends. And I was like, hey, I'm kind of thinking of swinging by and taking a class. And she was like, oh, yeah. And it's just helpful and made me feel comfortable. And when I walked in the door, man, my dukes were up. You know, I was about 45 pounds heavier than I had been last time I really took a class on purpose. I was angry and pissed off about how business relationships in my past had gone and you know, I was just not in alignment with my higher self. I was wrangling with a lot of pain in my joints and back and I wasn't happy. So here's what I did. This is the point of the story. Here's what I did. I paid $720 and I bought an annual membership, period. I didn't goof around with drop-ins. I didn't goof around with auto monthly. I didn't goof around with class cards. I just bought an annual pass. And that way, I knew that if I practiced two to four, maybe five times a week, the value would be increased in terms of like the cost per class. So it's smart money. It also made me understand I would be committed that I don't know who is is here in, in terms of the staff. I don't know who is here in terms of the students. All I know is I have a mat and a mission and I'm gonna make it true. And so I plunked down my annual membership And the owner, um, when I finally um, took his class, he was like, I remember you. And I'm like, oh my God, dude, how could you remember me? And I said this in my head. I only saw him in person in the lobby one time when I swung by to like pick up a paycheck or something and say hi to a friend behind the desk. I was in the middle of running errands as I feel like I recall, or maybe I was coming in to teach and he was just hanging out after a class and I had heard about him. I had heard about him and heard all the stories and heard about him, but frankly had been too scared to take his class because he sounded like a really big deal. So I I had never taken his class before. I was just like, oh wow, the girl that I admire the most talks about you and and she's pretty awesome. So if she talks about you, then I'm, I'm, you're out of my league, clearly. <laughs> but you know what he said? He said in the in just in the beginning of his starting his class, he's like, I remember you. I remember you from 10 years ago. Welcome back. And I was like, oh, wow, wow. Oh, I felt so special. And I committed. And every day that I go to class, it's not because I want to go to class. Every day I go to class because I go to class. And I wake up in a different body every day. Maybe I drank too much the day before. I'm not going to apologize for that. Me and my husband, we're so deliriously in love and our life 
is so deliriously comfortable, and we've worked so hard to earn the the right to kick it. (laughs) You know, I really had to fight for my right to party, and I will. So I'll wake up some mornings and go, oh my God, really, Danielle, seriously? But I, I put my feet on the floor, and the first thing I think per the the book, The Magic by Rhonda Burns, the author of The Secret, is, okay, what was the best thing that happened yesterday? And I, I don't move a muscle till I come up with trying to figure out which one I'm going to choose because that's the high vibration it puts you into. I, I've got a lot to choose from. And then as I shuffle my feet forward and I feel all the joint pain and I feel any kind of, you know, healing that's happening in my body, I think I'm moving and I'm alive. And I, I greet each pet who invariably assaults me and accosts me to uh, feed them. And I say to them, oh, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to another day together. Thank you for being here. And then I, you know, take care of the pets. And each step I take throughout that process is thank you, thank you, thank you. And then I put on my yoga clothes. I don't brush my teeth. I don't comb my hair. I, I, I must look like a crazy person. Six, six o'clock in the morning classes, you guys, are the easiest to go to because you don't got to really even be awake. You just got to get there safely, but just get there. And, and, and I hand to God, this is my practice. Like I put on my yoga clothes and then I put on some sort of sweats over that and I put on my coat and I grab my cup of coffee because invariably I'm on cup number two, maybe three, hopefully just two. Um, and then I, I'm drinking coffee while I'm driving my car and I park my car. And just like I'm telling you, I, I get to the studio and I think, all right, I'm starting from scratch and that's okay. I'm starting over today and that's okay. And, and maybe I feel good or maybe I feel happy or I feel excited to be there or whatever, no matter what I'm feeling, no matter what the day is doing, I'm setting everything aside to not be me for a little while, but be, but be, but be, but be. I'm not me on my mat. I just am. And that's the mindset that I'm just so eager for everyone to cultivate. And I know it's hard. You've never been to the studios. You've never practiced. And you think, all I see of yoga is Instagram and all these people in bikinis looking fabulous. You know, the allure of the yoga butt <laughs> and the the culture of of the social media yogi, I feel like it's probably doing as much to inspire people as it is to turn people away. And when I hold space with my yoga teachers and training, we talk about how can we help the people next door to this building? And that's the grocery store. How can we help the people across the parking lot? And that's the bowling alley. How can we help all the people at Starbucks right there across the street? Not how can we help you and each other? Because we're in bodies that have been at this for a while. Our practice is our practice. And when we teach our practice to the general population, it just might serve to dissuade some of them from committing to yoga. And that's not our job. Yoga can make the world an even better place. And this is the side hustle to save the world. And it only can be if we hold space for you in today's body, no matter what. So the inclusivity movement in terms of the discussions at Yoga Alliance are pretty are pretty escalated and I'm, I'm encouraged by that. And as a teacher trainer, I really fly that flag in my ethos. 
But what I'm telling you as a person who's listening to the words coming out of my mouth, and thank you for listening, is that all it takes is commitment. And I know you have a lot of ideas and different goals, and that's great. That is great. Whatever is motivating you, trust it. Whatever has your interest peaked, you know, trust it and go with it. It's something in your higher self whispering your ear saying, you know, you have lungs and a spine, and that means that yoga is going to be good for you. You have organs and a mind. That means yoga is going to be good for you. You have a body, and that means yoga is going to be good for you. And asana is our entry point. So you got to move your physical form to find the studio close to you and then pack a bag with a yoga mat, a towel, and a water, and that is it. Put on comfortable clothes that make you want to move and go to bed early. Earlier. Let's just compromise. Earlier. No one's going to die not getting seven hours of sleep. And when you wake up and your alarm goes off like before 5 a.m., you know, to get to your 6 a.m. class happily, yeah, you're going to probably have a habitual response that can be a little bit like suffering. Please take a second, get in your breathing, just set it aside for a second, go, okay, all right. Not only did the alarm bell go off, but now I have alarm bells going off. Just just acknowledge it, you know, see like, okay, where does it present in my body? If I'm feeling something when I have this awakened sensation of, okay, now I have a mission, I'm gonna go to yoga class. How, how do I feel about that? What do I think about that? Don't think, don't feel, just do. Get up, get out, put your feet on the floor, grab your bathrobe or something to make you warm right away, shuffle through the thank yous of the transporting yourself from bed to bathroom to kitchen to coffee, get to that point, ask your smart speaker what your horoscope is, that's <laughs> really the best way to start every day because it reminds you that this is another day that you get to live in this life. And, you know, if it's your practice to check in with current events, why don't we set that aside and instead put on a podcast that makes you feel good or something to just sit there, drink the coffee and absorb just the sound of your breathing optimally. But if you just need a little distraction, and I get it, I'm trying to help you here. I'm meeting you where you are. You know, listen to something high vibration that makes you happy. You know, your smart speaker has got everything on tap for you. And um, I'm grateful to try to help out in that area. That's why I'm, I'm making this podcast. But like, get in your car, okay? And then drive your car, okay? Park it at the yoga studio, okay? Get out of the car, okay? And then when you walk into the actual yoga room, you have overcome huge obstacles, and you've moved mountains. So when you open the door to the actual yoga room, take a second, find a moment of breathing and go, wow, I did it. I want you to feel like someone just handed you a medal after a marathon just by opening the door to the yoga room. And let your first thoughts not be, oh my God, this is crowded, or oh my God, no one's here, or oh my God, I don't know if I'm cut out for this today, or oh my God, do I have to go to the bathroom again? Like just, just push through. Every step forward you take is a, is a prayer. Thank you. Thank you. 
And then, you know what I do before I put my mat down? This is so silly, but this is my spiritual practice. I hug my mat. First of all, it's a mat I actually bought for my husband. (laughs) Second of all, it's a mat I bought for my husband at a studio where me and the owner aren't really friends anymore. (laughs) Number three, it's a mat that ostensibly doesn't even belong to me. And if I think too hard about the person that sold it to me, I become a little agitated. But and 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 maybe it's even gross and dirty. Kind of doesn't matter because I put a towel on it. But <laughs> this mat is my space. This mat is my salvation. This mat is my sanctuary. This mat is carving out territory on this earth from which during which and upon which I am immune, I am immune from per- persecution. Nobody can get me. Nothing can get me. And every single thing that happens to me on this space is my choice. And it's my privilege and it's my honor and it's my practice and it's my prayer. And it's my thank you note that I send to the universe, to God saying, thank you that I get to be here another day. The details don't matter, but I get to feast upon this delicious, beautiful, and glorious, blessed experience of being a human being. And so I hug my mat. It's kind of cute and funny and silly, I know. But I squeeze it. And then I set it down quietly, quietly, because people around me are on their mats. And then I put my towel down and I smooth out all of the wrinkles, putting my Yogi Toe towel onto my Manduka Pro Light mat and I smooth out the wrinkles. And, and that's a symbolic gesture too, because in my body, I'm going to feel sensation throughout my practice. And my breath is how I smooth over any rough edges. Connecting with my breath, directing it towards sensation, smooths over any rough spot. So when I put my Yogi Toe towel on my Manduka Pro Light mat, and I, I press those little grippy toes that Yogi Toes have to the surface of the Manduka Pro Light, I really am making the space smooth and clean and clear and fresh so I can start from scratch in today's body without judgment. Yeah, I have judgment. (laughs) How can I not? My weight cycles crazy now that I'm 51 years old this summer. And yeah, my nutrition is wacky because guess what? I eat whatever I want, whenever I want, whyever I want to. And do I look like I did when I was in my fighting shape in my 20s, 30s, 40s and eating disordered periods of time? No, but you know what? I don't have cancer. I'm alive. I can move and breathe and I have a yoga mat and I have a yoga space and I have a yoga community. And so I put this mat down, I put this towel down and then I, I, I get into child's pose or I lay down on my tummy or I'll grab a bolster and sit up tall and try to get into my spine and my lungs to prep for my asana, my practice. And I thank you. I say thank you to, to the universe for giving me this gift. And that this earth suit inside of which I live is just that. It's just a costume. It's a covering. It's, it's, it's an outfit that I get to wear for this period of time. And I decorate the hell out of it. Let's be clear. I've had lots of cosmetic surgeries and lots of different ideas about how I could decorate it with tattoos. And of course, I put the body glitter on just so I feel like this sparkly, happy mermaid that I was born to be. 
And yeah, I look in the mirror and I, I make evaluations and I, and I check boxes. But once I set all that drama aside, I really just, just luxuriate in being and being. And that's what I want for you. That's what I want for everybody. No matter who you are, I want this for you. And so the efforts that I make in my professional career here are toward welcoming you to class and really welcoming you to establishing your personal practice and welcoming you to be able to put yourself into these postures, not just to be in your body, but to get out of your head and into this wonderful realm of non-judgment, which is your body. And it's hard to describe. It's like telling somebody some just, you know, secret that you <laughs> can only understand when it happens to you like having a child or like losing a loved one. These are things your brain can understand like, oh, you had a baby, congratulations, or oh, you lost a loved one, I'm very sorry for your loss. Like, it's the same with, here are the benefits of an established practice. You can only kind of understand until it happens to you. And just to finish up here, what happened to me is I took this broken body. I took this broken mind. I jumped the hell off of the prescriptions that well-intentioned people told me I needed and started from scratch. And under the consistent, consistent guidance of my favorite teacher in the high vibration facility and community in which I practice, I was able to calm down by slowing down and remembering that every single day I'm going to start from scratch and not just have a job and responsibilities and roles and stories and narratives, but to be, just to be. No agenda, no agenda. No goals, no goals, no agenda, no goals. I've literally cultivated a practice around calling it good. Checking the boxes, saying, you know what? I, I, don't, I don't have anything else to accomplish. I'm just going to enjoy. And I want that for you. There was this cute song from Neil Young in the 90s, very early 90s, in one of those albums that, didn't get a lot of attention. I think it's on the same record as the Harvest Moon song where he's like, I'm not waiting for times to change. I'm just going to ride like a free rolling soul uh, on the highway of our love. I'm not waiting for times to change. And that really resonates with me at 51 years old because yeah, in my 20s and my 30s and my 40s, it was always about setting goals and looking at what was ahead thinking, I'll be happy when that is accomplished. I'll be happy when I check that box. I'll be happy when this is done. I'll be happy when this is finished. I'll be happy when I get to this weight. I'll be happy when this takes place. I'll be happy when I get to achieve that. I'll be happy when I get to earn that. It's like, no. My teacher says, you cannot relax in the future. You have to do it now. I think this is what he means. I'm not waiting for times to change. And this feels really good. And I want it for you. I want it for the world. I want everyone to carve out their space. Think about how fine everything actually is. Set aside goals. Set aside agenda. 
set aside competition and understand that you are strong enough, you are flexible enough, you are healthy enough, and you're loved. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. Namaste. Namaste.